If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Steven, it's just you and I this week. Hey, Zach. And we just got in from the pouring rain. Yes, our own little disaster here in western Kansas. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we'd seek higher ground, so let's go to your basement and record a podcast. <laughs> uh, we just walked out of... We didn't walk out of. The movie ended and then we left. Well, yeah. <laughs> I almost walked out. Really? I, yeah. Okay, so we just left San Andreas, uh-huh. the Dwayne Johnson yeah. disaster film. Yes. Look, I still have some uh, Sour Patch. Oh, left. great choice. We should, we should talk about that in a future top five. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we just, uh, watched that, uh, I got in there a little late because of my real world job I situation. I think you only missed maybe 10 minutes. Yeah, but I don't and think I missed probably, much. It was probably the cheesiest 10 minutes of the film. And from what you explained, I pretty much got everything besides one rock saving person. Yes. Uh-huh. Everything else is just kind of floated out throughout, uh, Yeah, you got. pretty much predicted it. You said, here's what I think happened in the missing yeah. minutes, and I'm just like, yep, you're right on, so. Yeah, so, um, I don't know if there's much explaining needing for the plot of St. Andreas. Giant earthquake. Earth, earth, earthquakes, and destruction, and boats, and, uh, a tsunami. That's, that was a nice touch. Yeah. Um, and just the rock. Never takes off his shirt, unless he doesn't, the first part I missed. No, never has a shirt Sad. off. Sad. No, because uh, we never see the tattoos. But he is... His character mm-hmm. is the manliest of all men. He is. Uh, your uh, grandchildren's fiance will want your grandchildren to be like the rock. <laughs> so you got to start now to get that genetic code in place. Yeah. Because this is what people are going to be expecting. You know, this is just a thought that just popped in my head. Is Dwayne the Rock Johnson the modern day John Wayne? Is is that I the status he's getting know if, to? I don't know he's if he's the, man the modern man. John Wayne yet. Because he's had some pretty bad roles, Dwayne Johnson has. Yeah, but is, is he that image of what men should be? Is that is that him? Maybe, but I, I would say, you know, you could also put that with George Clooney. Mm. You could also put that with um, Chris Pine. Mm. You could also put that with... Um, uh, the, he, yeah, I think he's... I wouldn't consider him the modern-day John Wayne, but I think he fits into that role of what people expect the modern man to be sure. with... You know, if on one end you have uh, McDreamy, who's, mm-hmm. you know, he's a buff guy, but he's kind of skinny. And on the other end of the spectrum, you have Drain, Wayne, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who's mm-hmm. all buffed out and ripped. Right. That's, you know, you've kind of got a range of body type that is yeah. expected in that. But yeah, yeah, I can see him doing that. I mean, he has had some very bad roles and he's had some very good roles. And then he's got this uh, this role in San Andreas as the uh, as the father trying to go rescue his daughter in uh, earthquake ravaged. Uh, San Francisco. Yeah. San Francisco, um, a place I don't think we've seen being destroyed many no, times. No, we did. In fact, last year we saw it oh, when we, we went to go see Godzilla. Oh, that's right. Godzilla destroyed uh, uh, San Francisco. Yep. Second time in two years this, that, Earth, that uh, San Francisco has been destroyed. <laughs> Funny thing is, this film actually had something take place in Chinatown, unlike Godzilla. <laughs> Which took place in Chinatown. <laughs> yeah. No, the, no the, did Godzilla take place yes, in Chinatown? Yes, there was this whole sequence where it's tearing up Chinatown, and we made that comment last year on the uh, movie special that it's like, 
why did we leave Japan to oh, go to Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Just to see Chinatown destroyed when you could have stayed in Japan. Right, China. that's so, right. I knew there was something about Chinatown. I thought yeah, it just yeah. never got there. No, 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 no. That was, that was one of the things that, that popped out there. Um, you said you didn't like the movie. I thought this movie was offensive. <laughs> Why? <laughs> On so many levels. One, it was the dumbest movie. This- you say dumb movie. But I I'm say- going to say it is the model of a perfect disaster film movie. Well, let's just go through. Okay, some no, we'll, we'll Let, go let's just you. go through the checklist. Will, right? Yeah, you go for Let's you. go through the uh, checklist. Uh, uh, large cast of actors. Sure. Uh, multiple plot lines. No. Yes. What? You had the Paul Giamatti. You had oh, Paul Giamatti. Okay. You had some characters okay. dying. You sure, had, sure, sure. Yes. Um, uh, focusing on characters' attempts to avert, escape, or cope with the disaster and its aftermath. The whole film. Yes. Um, let's see. Um, characters are usually confronted with a human weakness. What's the weakness? The whole thing with the uh, Dwayne, uh, with the family losing the daughter. And there's okay. this whole sequence yes. where, where the rock yes, is yes, like, yes. when my daughter drowned and I couldn't save her and yeah. I feel real bad about that. Oh, by the way, spoilers, everybody. Oh, yeah, that spoilers. was this. That was his weakness, right? He does everything else perfectly, except he's not able to save his daughter, which is setting up. That's not the, even the really in the bit. film. No, it is in the film. I mean, kind of, but no, I understand. I, I understand. I understand. Okay, characters falling in love, and uh, yes, yes, too. There's always a villain to blame. Earth. No, in this case, it is the boyfriend who, if he would have done everything correctly, would have protected the daughter, oh, and they would have gotten okay. out okay. But he's the bad guy. And here's the other thing about, about disaster films: generally, bad guys bite it. Uh, the evil or the selfish individuals are the first to succumb to the con- uh, the confrontation or the uh, the incident that happens. And who is the person that you hate the most in this movie from the very moment you meet this person? I, I, I'm guessing it's the future stepdad. No, not the stepdad, because he actually comes off really nice. Oh, does he? For most of the movie, well, up, until, up until he like, is like, I'm, I'm freaked out and shocked. i got to get out of here and save myself. Screw yeah, that yeah, girl yeah. down in the basement. No, it's his sister. From the minute we meet her, we're like, what a total awful person she is. And the minute the earthquake hits, she steps right out the door and dies. Wait, who? The sister, the, 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 uh, the boyfriend's sister that he goes and meets with her at the, uh, at the restaurant. Remember the, uh, the... Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, she goes and meets with them at the restaurant yes. and dies instantly. She's one of the first ones to bite it the, of, of people who have mm. any kind of extended dialogue. This is, the, this is what you expect in a typical disaster movie and san andreas as much as i was not looking forward to see it seeing it hits on every single one of the <laughs> the, the things that you expect to find in a disaster yeah, but film. how does that make it a good film because it's following the lines of that di- it follows the lines that you expect to see in a disaster film it doesn't deviate from it so you know going in exactly what you're going to get so this is one of those films that you can just totally turn your mind off and just experience it for what it is. Is it a great movie? No. But if you look at disaster movies, especially disaster movies of the 1970s, if you look at Airport, if you look at Poseidon Adventure, if you look at The Earthquake and Towering Inferno, those were huge <laughs> mega hits that were huge in the Oscar nominations. They had uh, uh, character actors, which is what we have in here. We have a lot of people as character actors. The Rock. We have Paul Giamatti. We have the girl, uh, the daughter, who's been like in everything recently. Uh, most recently mm-hmm. in True Detective. Uh, so it's got a lot of those kinds of things going for it. And uh, even though I agree with you, this is not a great movie. This is a perfect example 
of a 1970s uh, disaster movie that was a huge thing that was going on at the time. And <laughs> and they go in and they, they even... Here's the thing. There's a great BBC article. Gosh, um, let me see if I can find it. Why I just want you to know, do we your en- enthusiasm is blowing my movies. mind right now. I'm not saying this is a good movie. Uh, no, the, the, but the, you're saying people should watch it. Um, I think that, no, I didn't say that. I said you, this is a perfect example <laughs> of a disaster movie. Okay, so you're defending it. I'm defending it as a okay, perfect you're example defending of an, it. as a disaster movie. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Blowing my mind. Well, I mean, it's, it, okay, so BBC uh, has this article from 2013. Uh, this was going on uh, during um, World War Z. And they go into it and they talk about why do people like to see disaster movies and what are things that we can expect to see and why as audiences do we like to see movies like Independence Day and why do we like to see World War Z and why do we like to see, um, you know, these cities destroyed. And there's something in our nature and, and, and it's really hits you over the head at the end of the movie where The Rock just, you know, the American flag comes down. Oh, yeah. Down, like, America! The- F yeah! <laughs> We're and they're going to rebuild the city so good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that is one of the reasons why we like, uh, we as audiences like disaster movies, because we like to think that regardless of how bad it is, regardless of how many millions of people died in San Francisco in this movie. Almost every one of them. I would bet almost everybody died in this movie, too. <laughs> But it's this idea that those that come out are strong and that we will survive no matter how bad the disaster. And so we end up we we as audiences psychologically come out of these movies feeling good, going, whoo, at least, you know, people survive that that disaster and that <laughs> event. And so that this article, this is uh, what's it called? It's uh, the lure of the disaster movie. It's up on uh, BBC dot com. Um, maybe we'll throw a link into it. Maybe we won't. Yeah. Um, but, um, from that standpoint, the other thing too is depending on what gets destroyed, it is also reflection of the climate, the political climate of what's going on and the social climate of Mm -hmm. what's going on. So if we look at some of the big buildings that are destroyed, I don't really know any San Francisco buildings. Only thing I can think of that would be, that would fit the political climate as I have an understanding of in San Francisco would be destroy all of the rich people's apartments who are yeah, ruining so, the housing. Development. Yeah. So they're, they're doing that. Yeah. Um, they're destroying you. We see buildings at the very beginning when Los Angeles is falling apart. Mm-hmm. We see the bank of America building falling. Okay. down. We see Citibank mm-hmm. falling down. We see Transamerica building falling down in San Francisco, specifically these logos and, and, mm-hmm. uh, things popping into, um, AT&T Park. AT&T Park. You know, this is the, this is that, yeah, fudge those <laughs> damn corporate greeters and look what they have done to us. And so there is that also that catharsis <laughs> of, yeah, this is the reflection of, of that, that social climate of big business kind of getting what, what they deserve in the end in this case. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into a disaster movie that is, um, Really kind of fascinating. And if you go off that checklist, man, this movie hits every single one of those. If you go back and you look at um, Day After Tomorrow, have you ever seen that movie, the one where New York yes, gets I frozen have. over? That one, that one's more of a, that one hits on some of these things, but doesn't hit on all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's probably, what's that been, 15 years since we've seen a disaster movie of that magnitude, I think. Although people um, can argue that Godzilla and... 
uh, Day After Tomorrow and and some of those uh, zombie apocalyptic movies also fall into the disaster movie. But when we're talking about something like The Towering Inferno or The Poseidon Adventure, this movie fits right in with it. Here's... And I'm with, like, I'm fine with your stance. I did not sure. see you coming with that stance. And no, because it, and I it's really a compl- went in. it's a complete defense of the film. Yes. Uh, do okay. So here's my problem with it. So okay. like this film. Yes, it's not super realistic, right? Well, right. So I was like, this is the Twister for probably people that live on the uh, West Twister, Coast. Yes, Twister is a Another. film mm-hmm. that we laugh at in Kansas because yes. we've seen tornadoes. Yes. And we understand that you're not going to survive a EF five by holding onto a piece of leather when it's it, it's not yeah. happening, right? Yeah. So, yeah. and at least not with all your clothes on at the end. Yeah, no. Uh, so, destruction films like Independence Day, yes, I can stomach mm-hmm. because it is uh, a otherworldly event yes. of aliens uh-huh. destroying the planet. Uh-huh. It's not something. Uh, the day the Earth stood still, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that film is not, it's destroying things. With forces that we don't even we're making completely up, right? But things like this, like these happen. Yes, they like do. Mm-hmm. in the last decade. Well, in these these the have twice. happened. These have happened just recently. I mean, when you look yeah. and see what happened with Peru, and that's why this the the studio had to really tone back Nepal. Uh, Nepal, I'm yeah. sorry, and they had to really uh, dial back their promotion and publicity for this film, which I think is ultimately going to hurt the film in the box office because mm-hmm. it's just like kind of too soon kind of uh, issue, right? Yeah, I mean, it would be, it would have been like releasing a hurricane disaster film after sandy yes it, exactly. i mean that would have been the equivalent right uh, but unfortunately because of the money that they're dumping into this it's not like they can pull back it. no and say uh man you know we can't we can't push this off six months right you know they had to release this now what they could have done is saying hey we're taking a percentage of the proceeds from this movie yes and we're going to donate it to they really should relief. and about 20 minutes in from the start of my viewing of this movie yes. ago oh, we should all probably just give money to the Red Cross instead of going yes. to see this movie because it is... Uh, if you're going to the f- the theater this weekend, like, what am I going to see? Uh, I w- would not see this because, like you said, I mean, while it is a mm-hmm. valid defense of right. the film and all the points that it hits, right. like, there comes a point where it's like, well, there's something better you could probably see. If oh, you yeah, don't want to, yeah, yeah. if you go, don't want to see, see, go and see Fury Road again. Yeah, right? if you don't want to see a movie that's seventy five percent digital cameras flying through broken down yes. buildings, and and I will say this, as much as I complained about recent uh, movies that have really poor special effects work, mm-hmm. this one had some of the best special effects work I think we're going to see all summer from at least from the CGI side. Yeah, I think there you're were right. a couple of times down at the very beginning. There's this car that's tumbling off the side of the cliff. And it looks it looks ridiculous because it's not realistically tumbling. It's oh, like yeah. it's like literally sticking as it's going end over end along the edge of the cliff. <laughs> and it's like that's that's not how things fall. Well, and you could tell it was totally totally fake and totally unbelievable. Well, you know, right when that first quake hits uh, L.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. and the sister walks out of the building, and then the wife opens the door, like, oh, everyone's yeah, that yeah. guy's hanging out on the building right, on, right, the, right. on the on the rebar or whatever yeah. falls. He hits that thing. He goes straight puppet. Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there are a lot of that, and there were a couple of times where they're doing the the flyover right there towards the end of where uh, the Rock and his uh, and his wife, former wife, are driving the boat, where you're kind of flying over them, and you can say it's like, oh, well, there they are, yeah, digital duplicates, <laughs> yeah. and then it transitions into the real mm-hmm. the real thing. Or so when she before she rams the building and she's like yes. taking the boat, like 
And now she's real again. Yes, yes. But as far as over-the-top craziness, this movie, you got to admit, has over-the-top craziness in it. This film, when I... Uh, well, I was not using my brain what to try to digest I think that's the how, film. That's the only way you can enjoy this film. I was thinking about other brain. things that we could talk about. It's like you know, in Titanic, yeah, uh, another boat, disaster movie. Another disaster movie. The boat is up in the air, and yes. they're all clinging mm-hmm. as the thing is sinking. And a guy's hanging onto a bar yeah, and yeah. drops, kind of like in yeah, this yeah. movie, mm-hmm. hits the, the chef, hit, the hits propeller. the propeller. Mm-hmm. Flips around, yeah. Like that was a shocking moment, yes. Because we haven't really, we never really saw, no, we never like saw that. that before. That moment is this movie. It's just repeated thirty times, yes. Because yes. uh-huh. there's a stretch of time for about an hour. Every fifteen minutes, there's just an absurd death. Yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a giant building falls on one person, right? Or a car comes out of nowhere and yes. smashes. That is the entire movie, yes. And it is. Just insane. Oh, no, there is. I, I'm not saying that this movie is great. So don't don't no, get me wrong that I'm saying I, this movie is great. I'm not. I'm I'm saying not I don't think you think that as anymore. the classic disaster movie. This follows every single check mark, every single list item that mm-hmm. you expect from a classic 70s disaster movie. And during the 70s, from literally, I think, 71 until 79, and it really ended with Airplane in 1980, the spoof of disaster movies, mm-hmm. there was an entire decade where you had a major disaster movie every single year, and people flock to the theaters to right. see this. If you've never seen Towering Inferno, go see nah. that. If you've never seen Poseidon Adventure, go see that, and you will go, this stuff is ridiculous, this is crazy, this yeah. is ludicrous. But man, it has people glued to the seat because there is some kind of melodrama going on with the characters, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so from that point, that's where San Andreas wins. Where it doesn't win is in a lot of the logic that goes on in uh, the story. Now, I don't know what her, uh, what uh, current earthquake standards are, but um, the boyfriend, the architect, says, oh, this building is designed to withstand anything. Mm-hmm. I would imagine it's probably that big. It's probably designed to withstand at least an eight earthquake. Now, granted, they had a 9.6. Yeah. And that's 10 times magnitude or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seemed to fall pretty quick. And f- and really, all the buildings fell pretty quick. Yeah, that's what I, I thought. Especially in today's land of everything has to be super earthquake. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, so this is in an alternate universe where no one building a building on the West Coast designed it for earthquakes. Granted, giant earthquakes were happening in this film, but like every building is just to the ground. Mm-hmm. It is, of course. Then you have to assume, uh, and especially in the San Francisco, it's like maybe this, maybe that building was earthquake safe. Maybe that building was tsunami safe, but mm-hmm. it was not earthquake and tsunami safe no, at the no, same no. time. Yeah, there you, go. you put those together, it destroyed all the buildings. Yes. So that one, you know, I'll let that one slide, I guess. Uh, let's see. But you know, uh, I thought, in, in, in the structure of the film, I thought we had a little bit left to go. Mainly mm-hmm. that was probably because I missed a couple of minutes. I thought, oh, we still have another like 15-ish yeah. minutes at the end of this film. All right, let's do it. Like, if we're going to disaster this up, give me something just insane. Because this is where I think San Andreas, as a disaster film, didn't do it right. Mm-hmm. You might have done the biggest re- earthquake ever recorded, nine point six. Yes. F that noise. Yes, Go yes. ten point two. Yeah, yeah. You, we needed, we needed we need one more that earthquake scale. to just we level to that entire scale. like mountain above San Francisco. One more earthquake, and I'm like, oh. This is Sharknado level. This isn't like, we're not even just playing by the rules anymore. We're through the disaster rule book out the window. We're going to give everyone the last five minutes of the film. It's just an earthquake and it's just, it's just going nuts. And 
you see California sure. fall off the coast yeah, black. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. the end of the film. That If they would have done that, I would have stood up and clapped. Uh, I'm reading this uh, post from a structural engineer now. This is, again, in a uh, forum situation. But he says that the building codes are considered... Um, Building code can be considerable feasible. Maximum known earthquake of about 8.0 is what those are <clears> built for. So, you know, 9.6 so would probably go much probably, higher than that yeah. destroy that. So that's what I'm seeing just from a quick search in that. Um, if I find anything else, I'll pop it up. Okay. But, uh, because you, but you have you to, you know, how, do you, like, how do you design every building for the largest possible earthquake? Yeah. Imaginable. Well, I mean, so I, I understand. Mean, I mean, I don't know if you can design a building for a 10.0 yeah. earthquake, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, because it's never been experienced. But, you know, we know what an 8 can do. We know what a 9 can do. We can see what's happening in uh, Nepal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like most of the buildings are designed to withstand an 8.0. And you know what I thought this movie There's also, missed out on? What? Is one of uh, Paul Giamatti's characters on camera to CNN mm-hmm. says, like, this will happen in San Francisco, but you're going to feel it on the East Coast. Yes. Not uh-huh. one cutaway to people like at a dinner table shaking. At the end of the movie, uh, when they're showing all the another cut of all of the um, uh, news reporter stuff that's mm-hmm. going on, in the background you see a bunch of other locations, and one of them is Washington, D.C. Oh, I missed, and missed that. It's at the very, very end, and you can see the camera shaking mm-hmm. so that they can, they're showing that, hey, we are feeling this all the mm-hmm. way here in... In Washington, D.C. That's the only thing that they do in that. There's some logic errors in this, obviously, like (laughs) um, the old people who are now who have uh, that uh, that they got the uh, airplane from. Oh, yeah. Uh, They (laughs) are supposedly driving off in another direction. They said they're going to the mountains. Yet when the tsunami hit San Francisco, there's a, a cut of both of them walking down the street. And they look at each other and give each other a hug, and that's it. That's oh, my God. I didn't even realize it was the same people. Yeah, yeah, I was just yeah. like, oh, a cute old couple. They're going to die on screen. Well, I, I thought that they were the same couple. It, I mean, so, it, I was very just like, could have I was just like well, that doesn't make any sense. No. Um, the other one is, how do you, I don't know. I can understand maybe from the parental standpoint, but there has to be something wrong about stealing a county rescue helicopter to go <laughs> to go outside of your jurisdiction yeah i mean granted you probably would have gone up there eventually and of course they show at the end where the helicopters are flying over mm-hmm. from la county um but uh that guy should have been arrested uh very yes, quickly yes, or at least yeah. i mean at least there are serious repercussions from him for stealing a helicopter and then ditching the helicopter and then well and then some other things and then uh letting it uh, a plane just nosedive into the Pacific Ocean. Yes. Just letting well, it on. The, guy, the old guy's dead. He's not going to complain. Well, yeah, but that's not like legal airspace maneuver. You cannot allow him to just fly. I don't think people are be too con- <laughs> I don't think uh, with the destruction of San Francisco, which is completely wiped off the map, I don't think people are going to be too concerned about. Um, he committed a lot of crimes. He committed film. a lot of crimes. Yeah, because it's not like. Uh, L.A. didn't get hit at all. No, there was no, yeah. people they that could have been own. rescued with that helicopter. Well, yeah, because we saw all sorts of huge buildings going yeah. over uh, and falling down in this. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm surprised that you would even see L.A. County rescue up in San Francisco when yeah. so much would need to be done in L.A. Mm-hmm. And what was the earthquake in in Los Angeles? Nine one or something, something like that. There should have still been tsunami warnings for Los Angeles as well. Did they say? They I don't, were, I don't know what county like, LA is in. It's uh, Los Angeles County. Oh, is it? Okay, I didn't hear uh, it that. It seemed like it was the tsunami warning was for everything north of basically mid, from basically San Francisco north is what it seemed mm. like. 
Uh, but maybe somebody else who's listening who saw the movie will say, oh, no, 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 they included such and such a place and such and such a place. But Yeah, it was just, it was not, it was, you know, like Mad Max was nonstop. Right. This did this have some stops. Too. It did, well, but when you like think about it, like it, maybe it was more nonstop than when I actually think about it now. It did feel like there was some lulls and maybe i just felt like the lulls were lower than uh mad max because the dialogue was so horrible yes the dialogue in this was really really it was, bad i mean it was it was it was it was horrible it was like pausing excruciatingly bad it was 50 shades of gray bad i don't i don't know if it would be well i didn't see 50 shades of gray so i can't tell but the problem the exchange between uh our hero and his ex-wife is particularly bad when she's like well, how come you never talk about uh, yeah. our daughter died? It was horrible. And, da, 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 da. and he's like, oh, man. And then, you know, five minutes later, he's like, I couldn't talk to you about it yes. because I am. I saw her face and every day I see her face. Yeah, that's what it was it bad about every it. Every day. And she's like, if, if you couldn't <laughs> save her, nobody could save her. And it's like, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's not that. Well, part of it, the dialogue was horrible, but it was the spacing between the lines. Mm-hmm. It's like. Just say something. You're going to say something that's about five words long in a sentence, and it's not that complex Mm -hmm. of a thought. So just say it really quick, and let's just get this thing rolling to the thing you really want to do, which is destroy all of San Francisco. Yeah. Like, we don't need you to emote for four minutes to get to that point. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's not going to make the movie any better. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm looking up on something called the FIELD Act right now for those listeners who want to uh, do this. The FIELD Act is a piece of legislation that first mandated earthquake-resistant construction, specifically for schools in California. Uh, it had its genesis in the 6.3 1993 Long Beach earthquake. The um, law uh, banned the, the construction of unreinforced masonry buildings, required that earthquake forces be taken into account in structural design, specifically a new requirement for a base shear calculation, and that school buildings must be able to withstand lateral force equal to at least 3% of the building's total mass. So So schools are safe. Well, providing that they can withstand lateral force equal to at least 3% of the building's total mass. I don't even know what that means. Uh, The shear force back and forth movement. Yeah. So... Uh, I'm sure you can, let's see, lateral force is defined as, oh, man. Just, no, <laughs> that, that seems like a very complicated it's, thing. It's all science. It's, it's all a science. lot of science. It's all engineering. Um, it seems like it's a great place to go if an earthquake is happening if you're nearby. Um, yes. You know, it's kind of like when you're driving in uh, Kansas, people will say, if you're driving through and there's going to be a tornado, uh, go to a church because generally they're unlocked and they're old <laughs> and they're safe. <laughs> no, you don't want to go to a church. That's what... And our uh, no, you lie in a ditch. No, if you're like if you're closing in on a town. No, do you see how many churches fall apart? I'm just the saying roofs rip off. In our company's disaster plan, they say if you are driving through a small town and don't have anywhere to go, find a church because generally they have a basement. Well, yes, they're they'll old have a and they're generally basement, unlocked. Sure, if they have a basement, yes. Yeah. But that's uh, what that's no, that don't go into do. the main don't go into the main area where it's well, a giant no. open space. It's, with, no, it's especially the Catholic churches because they're yeah, all glass yeah. pane windows. Yes. You're gonna get shredded alive. <laughs> Find the basement, but they yes. usually say they're unlocked. Most most churches have a yeah. basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that that's, but if you're but if you're out in the <laughs> yeah. if you're out in the road, 
get into a ditch, lie yeah, flat. Uh, right. You hear people say, get up under the underpass. No, it's totally That's dangerous. actually really, really dangerous to do that. Yeah, people cycle that, on that video. Like, they survive. Like, everyone says, oh, no, I remember the super first lucky. Time, I remember the first time that video came out. It that was, was one of our- was like three or something. Yeah, well, I was going to college, and yeah. that was the only thing we could talk about for, like, months because, yeah, I think he was a former student. Oh, really? Um He's out of Wichita, right? Yeah, out of Wichita. Yeah. And he was like, get up underneath there, get up underneath there. And he just held out his camera as the tornado mm-hmm. went through, and you just saw this thing happen. It was nuts. Happen. I just saw it, it for the crazy. first time oh, a really? couple weeks ago. Yeah, oh, I've never okay. seen it before. No, I re- that was one of the biggest things to uh, to happen, at least for watching earthquakes. And I think that helped – or not earthquakes, uh, tornadoes. Yeah. And I think that kind of helps per, you know, uh, push people to become tornado chasers. Oh, sure. Because of that coverage that yeah. that guy got. So anyway. So – um, story wise, dialogue wise, not super great. Not a lot of, lot of big logical flaws in this. Yes. Uh, I thought the effects work was really good for what it was. A lot of, a lot of things crumbling. I thought there was a lot of just nice, like little tiny things. Yes. that were just like, uh-huh. like lights in the baseball stadium were falling down mm-hmm. and there's just, it was better than a lot of things we've seen this summer. Was- Probably better than. It, it, in a in a film that's just going for expect effects, yeah. kind of like Avengers, yeah. I would say this is probably better than Avengers. I would agree with you that this the effects work here is much it, better it, than Avengers, especially if you unless you like consider the Hulk because the Hulk in the Avengers is Hulk pretty is pretty good, pretty amazing. But still, but this was a lot, and yeah. it really, if you compare Avengers to this movie, a lot of Avengers effects is destruction, and this is yeah. just as good, if not better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's better than that. And and you can, I think that there was probably more money spent on this. On this movie, then on Avengers, yeah, because Avengers had to had to shell out way more money and cast money. Let's look what Box Office Mojo says. I'm gonna. Uh, this film has not been tracking well in Rotten no, Tomato it has today. Not. Had, it was about a fifty uh, percent today. That and that's, is, just, and that's on par. That's that's gonna drop a little bit, but that I think if you watch the trailer, shouldn't come in as a. Two, total surprise if, you, if you've seen the trailer you know everything you need to know going into this movie right you're not gonna be it's not like mad max where the the trailer is on like the first 20 minutes of the movie and you yes. just have so much more to see the, the and you, you gotta get the gist of the film from the trailer and so if that you know if that meets your fancy for the weekend then this film uh is worth it but i think there's so much more out there for digital Plus Mad Max, plus give your money to the Red Cross or something. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. this movie isn't really worth uh, your time. The budget on San Andreas, a hundred million dollars to one hundred and ten million dollars estimated. Uh, that the seems budget kind of low. I know, right? The budget for Avengers: Age of Ultron estimated twenty two hundred and seventy nine million dollars. Gracious. Yeah. So a hundred really two hundred a hundred almost one hundred and seventy nine dollars more. Than uh, hundred and seventy million dollars. That's a, lot, that's a lot lower for this movie than I anticipated. Yeah, it is. That's that's a real surprise. Now again, this is all estimates, so we can just uh, yeah we, take that into account. Close. But, yeah. Hmm. Well, you know, if most of it is all CG, that's true. And not, you and you don't have, I mean, and that much here, location the stuff. big the yeah the big name actors that you have in here is Dwayne Johnson, um, Paul Giamatti, really, Paul Giamatti. None of the other people, the, the female actors are not Alexandria uh, D'Addario. We know her from True Detective. Um, and also, what else has she been in? She has been in Last Man on Earth as one one episode. She was in Married. Uh, True Detective is where she has her biggest list of stuff. Texas Chainsaw 3D, Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters. Uh, I, I, that's where I first remember seeing her is Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Lightning Thief. But she's got a long list of, of credits to her name. 
She was somewhat exploited in this movie, though. Uh, yeah, just a little bit. Oh, I was wondering where Kylie Minogue was popping up in this. She is the evil sister. Kylie Minogue, who's she? You don't know who Kylie Minogue is? The name sounds familiar. Singer? Oh, no, no, never mind. Oh, Zach. Zach. Sing a song. Oh, what is she best known for? Um, she did the uh, she did the remake of uh, Locomotion, which was one of her big hits. <laughs> okay, um, this was like back in my day. Uh, okay, um, but yeah, she's been she's been a singer for a long time. All right, uh, but then she switched over to acting. Uh, if you remember the movie Moulin Rouge, which we watched on Saturday yes. film, she played the Green Fairy. The Green Fairy. When they're all taking absinthe and having their trip out, she's the little pixie dancing okay. around in that whole uh, in that whole montage yeah. there. All right. So, yeah, so, yeah, Paul Giamatti, The Rock, and probably Alexandria Daddario are probably your top three paid actors in this piece. Oh, God, I, I, we have to talk about this, because this drove me up the wall. Okay. It's a, it's a, Is this a, it's a film? local theater issue? No, 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 well, no. Because we can still talk about we that. We can, and I, that was five minutes into the film of my being like, holy crap, this screen is so off, you can't even read all of Los Angeles. I know. It was I, I, so I, off. I hate, I hate this theater so freaking much. I don't even understand how that's even possible. It's like a. It's like they were projecting. That is it's a, like they were. That the, is like the screen three is, feet. I know. Yeah, it's like the screen uh, is sixteen by nine, and they were projecting a one point eight three or two eight five picture to where it was much wider. Yeah, and we're missing out on. I would say probably twenty percent of the movie. At least fifteen percent of the uh, movie yeah. is missing. Yeah, you because consider they both can't sides. It on yeah, the screen. it was horrible. And it wasn't until the very end when one of the speakers finally kicked in. Did you hear that? Oh uh, no, I was uh, I was way in the back. Do you know what's worse than having two douchebags behind you talking the entire time? The one guy behind me. Oh, did you have that guy behind you? Yeah, I had two freaking old people behind me uh, who wouldn't fun. shut up. And then at the end, this is the funniest part. At the very end, when they're mentioning about FEMA and all these other rescue operations yeah. coming in. Uh, the man <laughs> leans over to his wife. Huh, after Katrina, FEMA ain't gonna be doing she. And I was like, "Oh, for God's sake, shut up!" See, here's the thing: uh, they I, laugh at all the I worst got an, jokes. I got see this. I almost, you know almost what? No, I'm it. gonna say I appreciated the person talking behind <laughs> me. And here's why. Okay. Here's why: because I hated this movie so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so upset this movie that the guy sitting behind me was totally into it he was like oh man good and he was like oh i was really expecting and it was like i was like <laughs> oh i can live through your emotion yeah, for yeah, this yeah. film like understand oh well, this film is maybe... actually working on a lot of people and i heard people say man that was so good yeah, yeah, yeah. when we left yeah no no i was and, blown away uh, there were so many people at the theater there were a lot of people I was, at the I was theater. Like, I was okay, so there's going to be. I was going to. I came in late. I'm like, not going to be a problem getting the seat. There's only going to be ten people in here. Yeah, Who's yeah, coming yeah. to see San Andreas? Yeah. On opening night. Apparently, about forty to fifty people. Aspect ratio of this movie is a two point three five to one. So yes, we are missing quite a bit, Ooh, and I'm going to have to send a strongly worded Ooh, email up the chain of command to our uh, discount theater. It was bad. It was. No, seriously, I'm not gonna. Uh, uh, the, the I want to say one more thing of this, and sure, then I'm gonna get sure, back sure. to what I want to talk sure, about. Sure, sure, sure. Like no, Los Angeles, yes. You wouldn't have known, besides the fact you would have thought everyone's framing is off, yeah, because it was just off a little yeah. bit. Especially at the when they're all standing up straight, and it's like yeah. they're cutting off the very top of their heads, or when they're on like when you you see they're clearly framing for thirds yeah. on the right side of the screen, but they're totally on the far end. Yeah, like yeah. that's not something's no, wrong, right? But like honestly, they give the Los Angeles. It's Los. Oh, yeah. Los. And you see. A-N-G. A-N-G. Yeah. And that's 
L-E-S, and then that buffer on the edge mm-hmm. of the screen, all gone. Yeah, all gone. Uh, so yeah, we missed a lot of that. I, I kind of like you enjoyed the movie because I was hearing it through the people that were surrounding us, especially yeah. the old people behind us, because they were laughing at all the really, really <laughs> stupid jokes. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. When uh, they're about ready to jump out the airplane and uh, The Rock is like, okay, are you ready? And she's like, do you think I'm ready? Yeah. Yep. And then, oh, they just thought that that was the riot of the of yeah. the movie. But the thing that I was expecting people to get a better reaction out of was when the quote unquote bad guy, Riddick, uh, gets crushed by the shipping container. Mm-hmm. I expected more people to be like, yeah, screw that guy kind of stuff. But I didn't hit it, hear it in my the guy behind me gave a nice little happy grunt. <laughs> Did he go? <laughs> Kinda, and he also at one point in the, when the evil man threw another person out in the middle of yes. the street. Oh, I didn't talk about that too. Uh, he's like, "Oh, what a bastard!" Yeah. So yeah. Well, I, he I, is. I got he's a supposed to be. He was, he's but heavy. it's nice to that I could take all of my, you know, like film snobbiness towards this film and kind of throw it to the side a little bit, so I can live the movie through this person. Okay, so first thing drove me up the wall is a thing that I think really has started since the Transformers films is when, and they do it almost all big budget action films do this. Now I've been all the Marvel movies do this is where they have a thing on screen and then they do like a zoom in, like yeah, yeah, yeah. zoom in rack yeah, focus yeah. to the thing. And it's like, they do it multiple times. And it's so jarring and unnatural that it just looks horrible. And I don't know why people are still doing it. Uh, second thing, that moment in bad guy was in San Francisco. Yes, uh, he is on the street. Yeah, the building comes down. Right, and all the smoke starts coming coming up in there. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I don't know about you, or maybe it was just being sensitive. Like, holy crap, that is street cam footage from nine eleven. Yeah, 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 that was like, yeah. oh, are we? Yeah, oh, yeah. we're doing this. Well, I mean. One of the, I mean, it, 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 un- it's natural. From, from unfortunately, yeah. So we can look at we can look at disasters, and this from a serious standpoint, we can look at ex- disasters from nine eleven. We mm-hmm. can go look at earthquake footage from, you know, the last time San Francisco got hit by a bur- big earthquake oh, sure. in ninety. What when is was it? Ninety two, something like that. Yeah, the baseball. Right? Yeah, yeah. My uh, one of my cousins was there filming that event. Really? Yeah, yeah. He told me about it later. Uh, we can look at disasters like Nepal. We can even go and look and see things like the uh, hurricane hitting New York. Was it last year or two years ago, uh, yeah. Sandy? Yeah. Uh, when it hit. Um, and we can learn from that as creators. We can look at that stuff and we can, of course, be uh, humane about it, understand what happens. But if we want to see, well, what does it look like when a building falls? Mm-hmm. What does it look like when... Um, you know, a giant transformer blows up. And this is what I remember from Sandy is this big, there's all this footage mm. of this big ball arc thing yeah. just exploding. And we have that on footage and we can say, well, we can, now that people know what that looks like, we can go and we can recreate that mm-hmm. in, in effects work mm-hmm. and make it that much more believable. And that's why when we look at, um, when we look at this movie and we see a building falling over, we don't just see it just going straight over and falling down, we see it falling and cracking Crumbling and doing pieces. smaller pieces yeah. and then falling and crumbling as it as it comes down because we have reference data mm-hmm. to go from. And so... But do you... I understand that and it makes sense to me. Yeah. But like that shot... Because that all the stuff, like the building's falling is stuff that 
I don't think has a direct correlation to people's minds through 9-11. Um, but that shot on the street yeah. reminded me, like, I didn't think 9-11 during anything else through the film when buildings were falling, but that one shot was such a visceral thing because we've seen so much footage of people running on the streets mm-hmm. after uh, one of the towers fell through that, uh, like, smoke and rubble. Like, oh, man. that just, like, took me off because it seemed like they almost plucked a shot from it and then did it. Yeah. So it seems, while I understand what you're saying, it comes to, like, is there a point where, like, you're almost taking too much? And, like, and especially in a film that oh, is sure. being so outlandish in its natural disasters, mm-hmm. uh, is there a, a, a point where you don't kind of Where you hit, cross hit, the line. You cross, you cross the line. line. Oh, yeah, sure. There's certainly stuff that's in poor taste. Yeah. Um. I don't think that happened here. I I I, and I, I and don't. I, 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 I mean, I think you're right. I know what you're saying is, oh well, that reminds me of the shots that we saw mm-hmm. here or there or you know this event or that event. Um, but I don't think that the create the creators of the studio were intentionally doing that to say, see, you guys remember, mm-hmm. you guys remember. I agree. I think that's a little bit over. That would be a little bit over the top, and I don't think that that was done intentionally to no. evoke those kind of reactions, but. I certainly think that they probably referenced the, that footage and stuff and said, well, oh, see how sure. the smoke is, yeah. is moving. You see how people are moving. See how we have to get the, the, uh, the, the, the large mass uh, crowd simulator to do these kinds of things. I'm sure that they looked at it from mm-hmm. that part. But I don't think they were intentionally exploiting it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So It was just – I was in that moment and it's like, oh, like it really – is an emotional side to yes. it. Like, uh-huh. that invoked the most emotion because it really is, like, you're taking memories of a, a of an event and then plugging them in. So I can only imagine um, if you've actually been in an hur- earthquake like this, what watching something like this would be like, or if it's just so far out of the realm of realistic uh, happenings that you would just kind of brush it off, you know? Because if I if I watch Twister, and yes. I, I've never uh-huh. been in a town that's been destroyed by a tornado. Did but you I've, never go down to um, uh, Greens, Greensboro? Greensburg. Yeah. I, I never did, but you know I've seen a lot of damage from mm-hmm. uh, tornadoes just around. And we went actually went to Joplin uh, the summer spring. Yeah, after yeah, Joplin after got happened. hit, yeah. and mm-hmm. that was a big thing. But I wasn't there. And so I wonder what watching one of these movies is well, like after yes. having to go through so something like that. From that standpoint, yes, there can be a bigger discussion on um, disaster movies as exploitation. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, it it is digging into the audience's fears of, yes, this could happen here, yeah. right? But there's also the insensitivity of, you know, people do die in this. And, yeah. you know, uh, for better or worse... Um, you know, there's, I don't know what the population of San Francisco is, but I'm going to bet 95% of everyone in San Francisco dies in that oh, movie. Oh, yeah. And that's a large loss of life. Yeah. And that's kind of brushed off, right? I uh-huh. mean, sometimes we see some survivors helping out one another, like when they're driving through the, uh, uh, boating through the flooded streets of San Francisco, and we mm-hmm. some, see some people helping each other out of the water and that kind of stuff. But we don't see enough of that, in my opinion. No, you get the sense... Especially towards the end, with the when they're in the boat about ready to ramp the building, there is a sense of these could be the only five people left yes, uh-huh. in the film. Because uh-huh. if there's other people around, 
needing help, you would hear yells and screams yes. uh-huh. and rescue vehicles. And right. It, there is, it's pretty quiet. Well, because everyone was supposedly on this um, evacuation route oh, sure. when it yeah. happened. So if yeah. everyone's down on the streets when yeah. it came in, not going to be a whole lot of people no. alive, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, from that standpoint, I think you can look at this as um, – being over the top and dramatic. But again, if you go back and look at the disaster movies from from the 70s, just go look at the towering inferno. I mean, there are people falling out of the buildings. There are people on fire. There are things that blow up in this building. And it's like, wow, that is pretty realistic for the time. Mm-hmm. And yet mm, audiences find it acceptable for some reason. I guess it's I guess it's acceptable because we know in our minds that this is not real. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. We sit there and we go, oh, this is just a make believe movie. Mm-hmm. And it also is, wow, look, the humans can still survive even after a giant asteroid impacts the planet, sure. that kind of stuff. Uh, so there's that kind of stuff into it. Um, but you look at movies like, um, oh, I forget what the names of them were, but there were a couple of movies that were made after 9-11 about the firefighters who were going into the building. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a couple out. of them, yeah. Those are much more sensitive to the issue because it's based on a real event. Mm-hmm. When you look at something like this and it's not based on a real v- event, I think people are a little bit more lighthearted about it because mm-hmm. it's fake. Yeah. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And I think um, that's interesting. Do you think we give, uh, as a media-consuming public at large, not just specifically us, but as you know, uh, a, a, a mass people of consuming media, that we give leeway to other works like we do to these kind of movies, do you think we kind of say, oh, yeah, you can kind of take these real events and not totally do them completely accurately? You know what I'm saying? Where if you compare like sure. this movie yeah. to like a- So again, when you, look at, when you look at the disaster movies of the 1970s, they tended to take a very realistic approach to it. In the case of the Towering Inferno, the building was so tall that even the, uh, the fire trucks uh, ladders couldn't reach the floors that they needed to reach because mm-hmm. the building was so tall. So it was just burning and all those people were trapped on the upper floors. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at the 1976 movie earthquake, I think it was 1976. Um, and you were looking at everything that happened there and how Los Angeles was destroyed in that movie or really shaken up in that movie. No pun intended. Um, people love that so much that it became an attraction at universal studios. If you take the universal oh, sure. studios backlot tour, yeah. you go to this earthquake set and the city is destroyed and floodwaters come at you and everything's shaking and moving. I think it was turned later into the King Kong experience, mm. but it's that same kind of thing. People took it as fun and lightheartedness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think when you look at, and so after that, there was a kind of a lull in the eighties of some disaster movies, but then when independence day comes back, suddenly the disaster movie is, is yeah, let's destroy stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, it becomes that kind of mentality. And I think people just go to it to see what's going to get destroyed next. What's going to be blown up next without really taking into a great yeah. account. Does that make, is that, yeah. can I answer your question or get yeah, into what kinda. you were getting into? Um, I think we need to make a disaster movie. And I think, <laughs> I think we I should just do I don't know if I would it. like to do a disaster movie because I, to me, well, no, there's something about the disaster movie that is, um, there's something about a disaster movie that's very sad. First of all, oh, it is a tremendous amount of loss of life, right? Yeah, and my, you and know my, that has happened. I'm going to pitch you a film that I'll kill everyone. Okay. Um, the other thing <laughs> is disaster movies show off the worst in everyone. And this movie is no, no exception mm-hmm. because- there are many times when 
The Rock, who should be doing his job, yeah, <laughs> ignores that for his own personal yeah. issues and his yeah, yeah. own reasons. And I'm trying to think. They if don't really. They don't really touch on that. But pretty much everything it does is very selfish. It, it, it's very selfish, and yeah. unfortunately, during times of disaster, we all become very, very yeah. selfish. And so I think that's another sad thing about a disaster movie. So I don't think I would be very good at at making a disaster movie, or at least I wouldn't feel comfortable well, doing a disaster. Movie. Hear my pitch first. Okay, let's hear your my pitch. My pitch is the disaster movie to end all disaster. Disaster movies, movies to end it all is, disaster movies. We get Paul Giamatti. Yeah. He, yeah, I think he's great. Yeah, he, he is good. He uh, he's not studying earthquakes anymore. It could be. A sequel to San Andreas for all I care. Okay. Uh, he is now studying the sun. Okay. And he, they have developed a technology to determine uh, solar flares. Yeah. And if the sun will uh, stop burning light. Because, you know, we know the sun will probably explode, but not in this realm. In this realm, the sun just stops giving off heat and light. And they have a, a thing. They can predict if the sun's going to run out of whatever it does to make its heat and light, and no one's believing him, and then some solar flare or something happens, and things get knocked out, and then we have to put a team together, maybe Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck, maybe they could get together back from Armageddon, they're going to put together a team to try to fix the sun. In 2007, Sunshine was released, depicting a group of astronauts attempting to restart a dying sun. Oh, they already did. Already done it. Was Earth threatened of being Uh, destroyed? Let's see. Let's see. Sunshine. This is a British science fiction thriller uh, directed by Danny Boyle. Hmm? Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) Let's see. In 2057, the failure of the sun starts a solar winter and threatens Earth. Humanity, in an attempt to reignite it, loads a massive stellar bomb onto a spaceship named Icarus 2. Ah, I get it because it flies too close to the sun. Yeah, sure. The ship is the second and final attempt to save mankind as the first mission, the Icarus 1, was lost seven years previously for reasons unknown. Damn it. But in my film, they don't, they never even get close to the sun. (laughs) <laughs> they they have their art only technology right now. They don't get anywhere close. They like barely get to, I don't know, Mercury or something. As the, and, and after the losing sun... contact with Earth due to the effects of the nearing the sun, Icarus Two communications officer Harvey discovers the distress beacon of Icarus One while passing Mercury. Oh god! Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> but my final shot is uh, they don't succeed. Uh-huh. You see everyone start to get very cold and dark uh-huh. on Earth. Yeah. And then it's just a it's just a continuous pull out until you're at the play, pale blue dot and everyone's dead and the movie's dead. Well, and see that's and the there's part. Are, there are no more movies. And that's the part where um I fail. The, the, it's a disaster director. Yeah, the, you <laughs> fail because I think that that idea that you know, we can we can do stuff where everybody dies. Right, but even in a zombie film, yeah, the there are but, still there's still that pocket of humanity that succeeds, and I think for the for these films to succeed without being totally depress depressing, you have to have that little bit of hope, no. and that is we will rebuild, Rod America, <laughs> rebuild. That was a great moment. That was the worst part of the whole movie. <laughs> that was great. That the was flag- so. Wait, hold on. So awful. Well, first, I just want to say I want my disaster film to be a little bit nihilistic. Oh, okay. And that's why I want everyone to die. Okay. <laughs> it's a pale right. blue dot. And then maybe we pull out far enough in their galaxy, and they're like a little tiny protozoa. Uh, but for this film, yeah. what was great about the flag unfurling <laughs> on the bridge is that it wasn't complete. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Some of the colonies didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, there you go, Matt. Uh, I can't uh, believe Zach, someone made a sun disaster it's film called and Sunshine. I didn't know about I it. I think I've seen the trailer for this. I think I may have seen the trailer for this some, uh, some time ago. This came out in April of 2007. 107 minutes. 
Uh, but there you go, Zach. So you're you're. But everybody succeeds in the end. It looks like. Spoiler. Uh, Kappa right. successfully triggers the payload manually, momentarily distorting space and time, and allowing to watch the interior of the sun enter the room before detonation. What? What in the world? On Earth, Kappa's sister reviews her brother's last missions on the frozen Sydney Harper and watches the sun noticeably brighten, uh, implying the mission's success. Hooray! Wow. That is fantastic. Yep. Wait, the go. sun was done? It was dying. Oh, it was dying. Yes, it was going out. And so you had he... to reignite it. Have you not seen the movie, uh, what's it called, The Earth's Core? Have you seen that horrible movie? Earth. I've seen a couple movies that seem... Like that was there's a film. This is where the this is where the molten core it. of the Earth. Yeah, and they have to restart it, and they it, have right? to and they have to restart I think it. I've, what's that called? By a nuclear detonation. I think it's called the Earth's core. Yeah, I remember a film just like that. Or maybe it's just called the core. That's yeah, the, core. the core. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, what yeah. it is. Yep. yep. Yeah. No, I'm familiar with that work. Concerns a team that has to drill to the center of the Earth and set off a series of <laughs> nuclear explosions in order to restart the rotation of the Earth's core. Stars Hilary Swank, who I follow on Instagram. She's a big uh, lover of dogs. Oh, great. Yeah. Wow. So, so uh, I guess that's this episode so, of St. Andreas. Um, bottom line, this is a perfect example of a 70s disaster movie. Uh, I don't think it is that great, mm-hmm. although I'm very excited that it went ahead and just followed it by the book. Mm-hmm. That's what made it really kind of fascinating, just from watching it and got me all giddy. Because it's like, oh, are they going to do this next? Oh, are they going to do this next? Oh, wow, they did it. That's what that's think, what surprised me, is it was a textbook. Yeah. It was a textbook movie. And think, so it'll probably make textbook box office. Yeah, probably. Money. I think when you're, one of your kids gets older and they're having a horrible movie Thursday night. Yeah, we could watch this. They'll yeah. sit down and they'll probably pop in San Andreas, because this was... Not a good movie. I I, I appreciate your defense I'd of the give film. It a, I'd, I would honestly, if I were to give it a percentage score, it'd probably hit around the on my as far as my awful movie night ex, movie experiences go. I would pick it around thirty seven percent out of a hundred. Oh, really? Yeah, I would give this about a twenty. I thought it. I think in the of the movies that I've all... seen in that range, this this movie at oh. least is a thirty seven forty percent. Okay. Yeah, I've seen some that are down at like thirteen percent. Right. In fact, I watched one. Well, Poltergeist ended up week. at about a thirty-six. Oh, did it? Okay, yeah. well, that's that's exactly where that sits. Would you rather? I would rather watch this and Poltergeist. You know, I you know the movie that a lot of people are going to ask us why we didn't go and see is Tomorrowland, and the question is, would I rather see Tomorrowland? Oh, yeah. than the core, or uh, I'm San sorry, Andreas. than San Andreas. Um, I think I probably would have rather seen Tomorrowland than this. Now. My wife and Mason went to go see Tomorrowland. Yeah. Mason was very excited about it. He came back and said, eh, it's okay. Yeah, that's pretty it much It was all really I've long. Heard. It's really long. That's the problem. It's oh, like really? 137 minutes or something like Holy that. Holy moly. Um, my wife said the second half of the movie was far more interesting than the first half, but she wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, I've not heard great things about Tomorrowland. So, man, would I rather see this movie or Poltergeist? I think I'd rather see San Andreas than Poltergeist. Yeah, I think you're right. I think... While this movie was bad, I I could laugh there was at how at least, bad it was. Did you did you not have any adrenaline moments? There were one or two moments Maybe. where I was like, ah, here's an adrenaline moment. I think my adrenaline moment was when The Rock uh, went all full man and started busting <laughs> down the door to get to his daughter, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. performed CPR for six minutes because movie magic. And before, and it, it's great because drownings. 
to main characters are wonderful because they're going to be safe. I was and actually have... hoping. I was actually thinking that. Oh, yeah, maybe they will just let her die because if, that would have been the total if opposite they ending. Would have killed her. Yeah, I would have been so much more happy with this film. But it got to a point where I was like, oh no, wait, 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 sputter, sputter, cough, cough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they, if they, was well, my thing. I thought they were going to kill her because I thought this movie had 20 minutes left because I missed the first 20 minutes. <laughs> I thought they're going to kill her. There's going to be one more earthquake and something else is crazy going to happen. But she is still alive. There was another earthquake. Uh, there wasn't a bald eagle flying over the flag, that just which would perfect, have just right? made it so much better. Would have been, they should have had California condors. Sure. Because they were an endangered species and now they're coming back. Oh, that'd be great. It's like, oh, yeah, humans destroyed. Other life continues. Exactly. Here's what's coming out next weekend. Oh, here we go. Insidious, Chapter 3. Ugh. Spy, the quote-unquote oh, comedy. No, that actually has some really good ratings. Hey, that's uh, it's Paul Feige. And Entourage. Yeah, but you said we're not going to do Entourage. I know. I'm going to go see that, though. Um, We can talk. Do you want to go to the theater, or do you want to do something that is on iTunes that's in theaters? What are you thinking? There's a new Michael Fassbender movie out. That's like this weird... Slow West. Yes. I watched it last night. Is it good? It is... It looked incredibly different, but you're talking... Yes. If you want a nihilistic movie, yeah. it is a nihilistic movie. Oh, really? Yes. We were, I was watching trailers for it last night, and we ended up watching a, a ballet documentary. Yes. Which was fine. Uh, uh, but, Black Swan is not a, ba- a documentary. No. Uh, you ballet, do that, right? ballet 422. <laughs> uh, okay. I watched it for that. And I, was, I thought, oh, this would be an interesting. Th- I like. I'm interested to see what it wa- was because it's Fassbender. Yeah, like, yeah. I like his work. I'll yeah. watch it anyways. Watch a trailer. Like, is someone really loved uh, Wes Anderson when they made this movie? Because it had that weird kind of feeling. Okay, to, so like did, so when you watched when you watched this, did you think it was a comedy? Did you think to that a it was? Point, no, yeah. it's not. Oh, really? No, it's not. Oh, wow. Um, it has its light moments to it. But it's definitely a very uh, sad story about a kid, a kid, a young boy, yeah. maybe somebody your age, maybe a little bit younger, who is so in love with this girl, he's r- willing to risk everything to go find her. Yeah. And when you find out the reason why uh, he has to go to America and find her, when you find out um, what's happening with everything, it, it takes a turn, and it takes a hard turn uh, hmm. at the end of the movie. It is, I was not expecting the ending. Interesting. Yeah, oh man, it was... If you watch it, there's a great moment where, you know, the phrase pouring salt into the wound. Yeah. There is a literal, there is a moment where salt is literally poured into <laughs> the wound. And it's both funny and tragic at the same time. But oh, that's great. It was an interesting movie. It was a little bit slower than I thought because really? it's like, I think it's like an hour and a, uh, I don't know how long is it? hundred, one hour, 53 minutes, something like that. And about an hour into it, I'm like, how much more time do we got? And there's only like 20 minutes left in the film. It's like, oh, wow. they're going to have to wrap this up quickly, and they do. Hmm. It's a, We can definitely talk about that next week if you want to talk about that. Oh, yeah. We'll decide what we want to do. Because it is, I definitely don't want to see Spy. Okay. Well, I mean, if you don't want to see Spy and you don't want to do Entourage, or not watch another horror film. I, I We can do that. We can do Slow West if you want to do it because it's in theaters now, technically. Yeah. It's in theaters now, and you can get it on iTunes. And I think it's fascinating from a lot of different perspectives, especially if you're talking about um, a modern Western. You want to do it? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Okay, right. so uh, next week we'll have 
uh, Slow West, a yes. film that even if it's not coming in your theater, you'll be able to watch. Yes, and, and this, along here's with the it. other thing that we want you to do. I will put a post up on Monday on the Major Spoilers website that says that we will be talking about. Uh, Slow West on the next major spoilers, uh, Zach on film, summer movie experience, extravaganza. Mm -hmm. If you want to comment on that, we will, um, you have to have your comment in by end of the day, what, Tuesday? Yeah. End of the day, Tuesday to be included in the episode if you want your thoughts shared on that episode. And then the episode will release on Friday. Yeah. Will that work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could probably even get a little bit later because I'll do all the editing and stuff. Oh yeah, so you want to just add that in later then? Yeah, I'll do it in. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, yeah, you can. Uh, you can have up till Thursday, or Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. That's what we'll do. So head over to the podcast posting page. We'll have that up on Monday. It'll be. It'll be up there. Called Zach on film. Uh, the next Zach on film. Uh, Slow West. Uh, your comments, something mm-hmm. like that. And we want you to share your comments if you've seen this movie or if you're interested in seeing this movie. It's uh, stars Michael Fassbender. Um, Cody something something or another. The kid is really good. He's been in some. He's been in the talk for something. I think he. I swear he might have been in the talk for Cody, the Spider-Man. Cody Cody Smith McPhee, Michael Fassbender, yeah. Ben uh, Mendelsohn, uh, Karen Pistorius, Rory McCann. Those are the actors that you're going to see in there. Yeah. Is this is this this uh, Cody Smith McPhee? I swear he's been in the talk for Spider-Man. But I'm not entirely okay. sure. Well, we'll I've, I've, I've seen week. his name around. He was really good. I like it. Good, good, good. All right, so that's uh, this episode of Zach on Film. You heard Stephen. Head to MajorSpoilers.com. Find this podcast posting page. Give your thoughts about San Andreas. Be on the lookout next week uh, for a thing on Slow West. Hopefully you can get a chance to watch that and give your thoughts and ideas about that. That's it for this episode. We'll see you next week on Zach on Film. <laughs>